Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All of a sudden, this guy comes around the corner and is like, what the F do you think you're doing? What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Watch Time. We are back again today to talk about more things that are happening in the gaming industry, the social media industry, and also a little bit of drama that went down this week in our social lives as well, which yep. is also related to the gaming social media industry because we are. Yes. How was your week, Grace? <laughs> My week's been good. My week has actually been so hectic, both on a work sense and a personal sense. It's a very personally hectic week. It really was. It's honestly been... <laughs> I don't want to swear in the first 30 seconds because our grandfather listens to this podcast, which I've since found out, but um, it has been hectic. Basically, on a work sense, obviously, Lannan dropped his Fortnite skin last week, which we touched on. That was literally 18 months of work in the making and then the actual getting everything live and making it happen was a big process and there was some there was some stressful points around that, um, particularly around just the order in which everything was dropping. And you would think like these seem like simple issues, but they still caused issues is the difference of time zones that we were in. And I remember like I mentioned this to you last week, but basically Epic is obviously in North America. We are in Australia. There are servers all around the world and the amount of moving pieces that there are around like the tournament start time and that sort of thing, making sure that we were able to hit prime time in the US and prime time in Australia. And there was some last minute things where we had the wrong time going up in the game that had to change. It was a little bit it was a little bit on, um, but that's oh, okay. And Lana, the, the the building internet went down oh right my as Lana went live showing his skin for the first time. Literally, as we oh. were recording Watch oh. Time last week, he was going live playing with his skin for the first time. And I think as we stopped recording, the internet in the building went down, which hasn't happened in like a year and a half. And it no. happened to go down Awful. day one of his skin release. We also have been working, I mentioned last week that we might drop an NFT this week after our big download on NFTs. And I'm super, super, super excited about the fact that we are going to be dropping an NFT. We're week. shamelessly drop, jumping on the money train, people. We don't, we're absolutely jumping on the trend. But for me, it's so cool that like we're in a job where we're able to experiment with these things yeah. on the fly so quickly. So we're dropping an NFT with the boys, which is obviously the VR guys that we manage, Josh Dub, Molly, Eddie, Juicy, Narrator. What um, will that NFT be? You're going to have to wait and find out on Thursday. It, I think it will drop the day that this episode drops. And I think like if you watch the boys or you know anything about their content, it's like very cheeky, very meme and this absolutely reflects that. So it's been quite a lot of team for the team. I mean, like I literally feel as though we've had to learn so much about NFTs purely over the last two weeks, but I think it will be really fun and I'm really excited about it. I was also moving home, um, which is super exciting. Literally for the last three years, guys, I have basically lived out of two suitcases. She's and been a vagabond. I have been a bit of a no vagabond. One will take her. I haven't been in one place for more than six months. And pre-COVID, it was because I was traveling a lot for work and that sort of thing. 
I finally got my own place. Renting a place in Tamarama. I'm literally so excited. Went on. You were renting a place in Tamarama and then you were like, oh, I'm just going to go on a quick trip over to LA. Cue COVID pandemic. And yeah. then you're like, oh, I'm just going to stay in Canada for a little bit. I'm going to be in Canada for a week until this all blows over and then yep. I'll fly home. Eight months later. Literally. Finally flies home. Then you were living out of Lannan's basement. And now you finally got your own place. Yeah. I lived at your place for a little bit. Oh yeah. Bit. Sorry. You lived at my place. Lannan's basement. It was everything. And I'm very grateful for how generous people have been, but I'm also so excited to have my own place. But anyway, it was a lot going on at the same time. And then we had um, Fresh's birthday on Friday night, which if you were on Twitter and you follow any of the groups, started really tame, started with a beautiful group dinner, but we're going to talk about where it ended later in in the episode. Shiitake went down. (laughs) That was insane. It was actually insane. Elliot, how was your week? My week was good. My week was good. Uh, I beat my kill record in Fortnite today. Oh, so that's great. So, you wow. know, it's a bit of cheeky free content right there. Congratulations. But uh, no, I basically have just found out I'm great at Fortnite. So all of a sudden I'm like top 500 in the world on the on the ranking leaderboard. So Is apparently this, I'm good you've now. You've just realized I, this? I, I played it as a job, but I was always bad. Suddenly figured it out. Um, Happy for you. Yeah. But no, other than that, I think last week was just, like you said, a big week because we had Lockie come oh to town. Oh my gosh, that was so for fun. For the weekend. Um, and he was also involved in all the frivolities that happened. Uh, so it ended up just being quite a large weekend. Quite a um, large weekend. Involving alcohol and drama. But before we get into the first episode... First topic, First topic. Uh, we're going to go to our questions of the week. Now, each week we're going to be reading questions that you guys leave as reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you want us to answer your question or read out your comment, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and it will be answered next week. You can also follow us on Twitter and um, and we will answer questions from there as well. So question one, Elliot, is do you think there will ever be a big competitor in video content against YouTube? And if so, do you think it will be similar to how Apple Podcasts slept on their podcast market share and have lost it to Spotify? Good question. I, I don't, at least not in a timeline with the content that I can envision. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong. I think there will be other video platforms that can definitely threaten them, whether or yep. not they win or lose that stuff like TikTok, that's a video platform that threatens them. Um, but I think the difference being is that Apple sleeping on podcasts was the reason Spotify, I think has really been able to come back there a lot is number one, Spotify was never not in the game. Spotify was always smaller than Apple, but they were always very much in In the the game. game. Also, it is a much newer industry. When things are newer, there's like a lot more fluctuation in market share. And then number three, it's also a a much um, simpler industry in a lot of ways relative to video content. Like the amount of technology and work and a billion different things that goes into the video VOD industry is insane. Mm. You've got algorithms, you've got like profiles, you've got accounts that at, that Google's been building, showing preferences over thousands of different topics. Yeah, it's 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 pretty heavy and intense. And then also just the the sheet infrastructure you need to then disseminate that volume of video and store that volume mm. of video is crazy. One thing I always find interesting because you never really get a sense of the back end of how Google works. Go and load up a really, really old random video that has almost no views on it. Notice how much longer it takes to start and load the video, like signif- like like seconds, 10, really? 10 seconds longer. Because you can just tell that Google has just 
yeeted that video into some no one's watching this vault and they're like technically we have to keep housing on the platform because that's what right. we do but they clearly have like different ways of storing vod content yeah and they have a place that is like the video graveyard where clearly <laughs> they are just dumping all the content no one watches and when and then when they're like oh crap someone actually wants to check this out they're like yo yo, yo job job where, where do we leave that thing and they're like going back there and they're like trying really? to dig it out of the video pile i've yeah. never noticed that yeah i noticed that whenever i go and watch like a really random why are you doing that I don't know. I can't think of the last time I did it, but I notice it every time. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I I agree. I think the AI that's involved in YouTube's current algorithm would has been learned over many years and it would be quite hard for someone to come and yeah. compete with that in an immediate sense. And I think, yeah, there is no, there's no competitor at this stage that I could see totally competing with YouTube. But that said, I think there will be platforms that, look, to try and compete with YouTube on a holistic sense would be so ambitious that it was probably unrealistic at this point. But I think you are seeing platforms that are trying to compete with YouTube and still little pockets of market share. And I think you see that actually with Spotify. I think in some ways Spotify is competing with YouTube in the podcast space because Spotify has started doing video podcasts. And I think that is an area that we've mentioned on the podcast before, I'm surprised YouTube hasn't created like a shelf for podcasts as a product. That kind of seems like it could yeah. be an intuitive thing for me where people could search for slightly longer form content like that. And people know of podcasts as a genre now, whereas Spotify has provided that really well. I do think there, I, I'm only thinking on this now, I do think there's an element of not diluting your product too much. Like mm -hmm. I could see a scenario where YouTube just gets so messy and you've got shorts and then you've got stories and then you've got vi normal videos and then you've got YouTube movies and True. then you've got YouTube podcasts and True. YouTube music. And it's like, oh my God, like I think already they, with YouTube music, they realized that that never took off. That was a good service product. Like that was a good product offering. It had all the music there like other things do, paid yeah. artists more, intertwined YouTube music videos better than anything else. Also it came with like YouTube premium, which gave you access to like no ads on YouTube at all, which is insane and my yeah, favorite such subscription good value. service. But it just didn't take off because it was too diluted. Yeah, but point, that's a really but, good point. Yeah, but point taken that, um, that yeah, I agree. They probably could have jumped on it more. But anyway, I think that probably for keeping the answers relatively short, I think that hopefully answers your question about why I personally don't think yeah. that they're totally alike scenarios. And you know what? I, but, but also I think, you know, for example, a way that YouTube could use market share would be if the world suddenly decided they no longer want to watch eight to 10 minute videos and all of a sudden they were only interested in 30 second TikToks. Yeah. Then all of a sudden that isn't a, area where YouTube dominates and it shifts, but I don't think that that will happen. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good question. Honestly, I sometimes get confused between YouTube shorts and YouTube stories and it's literally my job and I talk yeah. about it with creators all day. So if I'm getting confused. It is undeniably confusing. Okay, so thank you for your question of the week. As I said before, if you want us to answer one of your questions, be sure to leave it in the comments of the Apple podcast or on our Twitter. Um, and that's where we grab them from each week. Yes, sir. So should we jump into the first topic of today? Have you seen the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle interview that was done that is literally all over the internet? Guys, 
The Royals is not something that we're usually talking about on Watch Time, but you can't avoid it on the internet today. I'm a busy man. I got a lot of things to do. I've been reading all the summaries about okay. it. Like I've been going through like reading like dot point summaries of yeah. all the accusations, allegations, watched a couple of clips, like the clips about yeah. the, um, the baby and what its skin color would know, that kind of thing. And Oprah's like WTF face was fantastic loved yeah. it the double I take miss oprah on the tv she did a crazy double take she was like bah, 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 bah. she was like bah, 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 bring it back bring it back you just see the look in her eyes like oh my god this is the scoop of my career <laughs> right here um, she was hungry for it but uh yeah no crazy super interested to see how uh the royal family hits back i think they were very smart and this could have been just because it was also true. If you actually look and you look at the answer they gave to the question, they talk about the things that went wrong and the things that were hard and the areas they talk more positively about, about versus more negatively. One thing that I think they were always so careful of, mm -hmm. did not say a bad word about the queen the whole time. No. It was all, oh, the royal family in general or like this person who isn't the queen or like the support staff or the other people, all of that. But they went really out of their way. And Megan even said stuff like, you know, talking about moments when the queen would like, you know, share her blanket because it was a cold day. Beautiful. And like beautiful moments and how the first time they met, it was Gorgeous. such a lovely experience because they know that there's so many people in the royal family whose image you can, and don't get me wrong, there are some people that also just don't like the queen, but for the vast majority of people, especially in the UK, mm. can't touch the queen. They could literally watch her on a walking stick, hobble out of Buckingham Palace and shoot someone on the front lawn, hobble back inside, and they'd be like- Probably a good reason for it. They're like, yeah, love her. Love her. Don't know what she, she that man probably did something. She's the queen. She's the queen. That man was her subject. She can dispense justice as she sees fit. <laughs> um, but like literally, I think that's a, that's the mentality. So yeah, by her public by being perception like, is very strong. Yeah. So by being like the queen is amazing, such a lovely person. I think it then lent more credibility in the eyes of the public to, but all this other stuff happened. Totally wasn't the queen's fault. But this is why we had to leave. Yeah, they drew quite a distinction between the family and the institution or the firm yeah, as the they firm. referred to it, Ooh, which is like- Such a sick Oh, I one day want to have an empire that can only be referred to as the firm or the agency or just something that is very nondescript and mysterious, the but firm? also intimidating. The firm is intimidating as hell. Yeah. Like you're going to enter the firm today. I would literally just cry and run away. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really interesting. I've definitely like made jokes about Meghan and Harry before on social media about how they like left the royal family wanting a quiet life and have since signed like $100 million Netflix and Spotify deals to create podcasts and shows and that sort of thing, which is like a funny thing to say, I think. But uh, it definitely gave me a lot more compassion for the position that they were in and it just sounds like a completely warped sense of reality in mm. that world and not what? one that I'm particularly jealous Growing of. in a palace where you're like the darling of the entire country yeah. with millions of dollars and you go hunting every weekend is, don't get me wrong, I'm actually sure it's actually probably quite a tough lifestyle yeah. in a lot of ways. Like, and I think their public perception, Meghan and Harry's, is going to go through the roof with this interview. Internationally, not locally. Yeah. From everything I've seen, the split between how it's being covered in... Uh, the UK. Other countries versus the UK. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Like the UK media is just like, I mean, that same thing. It's that how dare you disparage the royal family and then also leaning on the fact that um, I think the main bit of ammunition that they're using is basically just being like, oh, like, you know, um, 
Philip is in the hospital. Yeah. So therefore doing this is insensitive insensitive and wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's like they're almost 100. Like yeah. they're always going to be in the hospital. <laughs> All I can say is that the writer's room of the Crown today must be having an absolute field day. I was going to say, no, no, no. They're panicking. They're like, oh, my God, we gotta, it's, we got to step it up. It was like when House of Cards came out. It was like, yeah. oh, yeah, if only politics was this full of drama. Then Donald Trump became president. And it was like, what do you mean? Like suddenly House of Cards tuned. isn't crazy anymore. Season 17 of The Crown, when we get to this, mm. is going to be amazing. Very keen. Very, very keen. All right. What's next, Elliot? Our next topic that we're going to be diving into is actually the fresh birthday story. Oh, Very okay. exciting stuff. This is what the people have been waiting for. This is what you've been waiting for. This was an absolutely hectic crazy, night. Crazy, absolutely Friday crazy. I'm gonna, we're we're going to be a little bit vague on certain parts of it because it is literally a police matter now and we <laughs> don't want to uh, really, you know, go into any details that could cause any problems. That I'm anyway, not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's actually just truly ridiculous it's, it's that this even happened. It's truly insane that this happened. And literally, like, just to give some context, because I'd had such a hectic week and was moving and that sort of thing, 5.30 p.m. on Friday, I was like, you know what? I might stay home. I might order a pizza tonight and like chill out and like unwind from the week. And then I was like, it's Fresh's birthday. Everyone's going out to dinner. And Ilsa's birthday at the stroke of midnight. Yes, I'll go to dinner. And I was actually considering driving. That's how much of a tame night I wanted. And let me tell you, it ended with flashing lights at three o'clock in the morning. So it didn't end up that way. So to set the scene, yes, uh, we've been uh, telling Lockie to come down to town for a few weeks now. And uh, eventually... Obviously, this is the weekend uh, Land and Skin was launching. No one was that busy. And we're like, okay, this one works. Like, let's do it. Lockheed flown down. We'd booked a lovely dinner at a restaurant, gone out, had dinner, gone for drinks at the next place. The group was so big. It was so hard to get in anywhere on a Friday night. But um, it was like 12 to 15 of us. Yeah, had drinks at another place. It's probably 11 o'clock, about 11.45. That place shuts. Like, okay, got to move on. So we go to a bowling alley. I will not name the bowling alley, but no. we, we decided to go to a bowling alley that was just nearby. And we're like, oh, that sounds great. And get some drinks from the bar. We can get a couple of bowling lanes and just go bowling. Sounds yeah. great. Our group was maybe 11, 12 people probably at this point. When we get to the bowling alley, they only have one lane available. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sucks, but we're like, you know what, we'll all team up. Play. You're really wondering right now how this story about a lovely evening of bowling turns into flashing lights. But trust me, it really does get there. And also, I really do want to point out, everyone was pretty damn sober. I I was shockingly sober. I think there were a couple of people that rocked up later in our group who were a, a bit more drunk, but they weren't even really yeah. involved in the story because we'd just been trying to find a bar for so long that by the time we found a bar, everyone was like, okay, cool. I can go to sleep now. Um, but anyway, got this lane. And then uh, as we're kind of like all getting drinks at the bar, waiting for it to get set up, we've got one friend who is a bit of a jokester and um, he sees the lane next to us has got uh, someone sitting on the couch, um, just kind of waiting. 
and notices they're not actually bowling. So he goes up. He's like, oh, can I have a bowl while we wait for our lane? And um, the girl sitting down is like, yeah, absolutely. Like, go for it. Like, grab it. Um, so he picks up the bowling ball. All of a sudden, this guy comes around the corner and is like, what the F do you think you're doing? Put that down. Like, the language and the aggression was incredible, insane. Nick immediately puts the ball down. He's like, I'm sorry. I she said it was okay and goes to sit down on the couch because they're bowling alley. We basically have like a shared couch area. He sits down on the couch. The guy's like, and while you're at it, you can get the F off that couch and get out of here. Mm. And, and then it was like, very, aggressive. it was immediate aggression, um, like crazy aggression. This guy had crazy in his eyes. Anyway, then everyone's like, okay, cool. We're just waiting for our lane to get set up properly. So we're all still at the bar, like, grabbing drinks and stuff. This guy marches over to the bar, like pulls Nick up. I didn't hear what got said at that point, but effectively from what I heard later, he threatened to kill him unless he got out of there. Uh, and then uh, Nick like, literally- just trying to have a bowl on Nick a Friday night. Once again, our group moved away and was like, you need to calm down, dude. But anyway, de-escalated it. This guy went back, finished their bowling. As at this point, we've now got our lane. Uh, everyone's sitting on the couches around our lane and also their lane. They've finished up their game at this point. They're grabbing their bags. They're going, the aggressive guy and the girl he was with. Um, Fresh is just sitting on the couch yeah, doing what Fresh does, which is looking like a stunned goldfish with a smile on his face, just looking around, just enjoying life. Yeah, Literally, he's like a harmless little puppy dog just sitting he on is, a couch, he is a puppy sipping dog. on his little straw drink. Anyway, at this point, the guy... As he's walking past the couch to go out, just winks at Fresh for no reason. Really, really weird. And Fresh, who has missed, I'm pretty sure, everything that's gone on to this point, literally, literally just like, literally just looks up and just like gives him a little wave, like just waves at him. And um, and it's like, it's like, yeah, hey dude. I think like, at this point, Fresh actually thought the guy was perhaps a viewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Fresh thought that the guy maybe knew who he was. Cause this yeah. guy was maybe like 30. Um, it like just gives him a little wave. The guy walks up to Fresh, leans in like nose to nose distance, like really in his face, puts a hand on each cheek and then just starts slapping back and forward on each cheek on Fresh. And at this point, everyone at the couch is like, you need, like literally pushes him away from Fresh because you don't, like that's literally assault, just walking yeah. up to someone and slapping him in the face. Pushes him away from Fresh, but like, doesn't hit him or do anything aggressive like that. No, Push him away. It's like, like it was just such a shock. It was like it's fresh. It's you know, fresh. like it, what is this he's, kid couldn't he's have a fly. The most docile person I've ever met. Yeah. yeah, crazy. And was like, you need to get away from him, um, and move him away. And at this point, like we've like we've we've like we were shouting at him, like you need to go because yeah. like before yeah. Anyway, so, so at that point, security's come over and they've grabbed the guy, and we've been like you, and we're literally like. He needs to get out of here. He just slapped our friend in the face repeatedly. Like, what mm. are you doing? This isn't okay. He's already like tried to cause something earlier. Yeah. Can he go? And then at this point, uh, security is like holding him there. We're like, he needs to go now. And then this guy has got a glass in his hand and all of a sudden just piffs it, hits Lannan straight in the forehead. And yeah, like in the hairline. In the yeah. head. The glass also uh, like ricochets. ricochets off and cuts maybe three or four other people around us, including Ilsa. And all of a sudden I turn and Lannan has, because head wounds are crazy. Yeah. Blood coming all down the side yeah. of his face. Like all down the side of his, there was so much blood. It was insane. Yeah. At this point, 
security is like, oh, okay. Now, yep, they take him out. Yeah. But also I see they're more like just escorting him out, like a hand on his back, like moving him in that yeah. direction. I was like, do you see what he just did? He and, and the manager's gone with them and the manager's trying to tell our group to sit down. At this point, I've realized that I... I mean, I was effectively dead sober at this point, And I could tell there are a lot of people who were, obviously they've just watched one of their friends get yeah. hit and another one get glassed in the face are very agitated and probably need to like, you know, and you know, yeah. and they're probably not the most level head for dealing with this situation. It was just shock though. It was it happened yeah, absolutely so quick. Shock. It happened so like within shock. the period of like this whole thing happened within yeah. two minutes. And you watch anyone, you watch any of your friends yeah. suddenly bleeding out of your head, you're going to get agitated. So I was like, Pushing everyone back, I was like, everyone needs to go sit down. I walked up with the manager and I was like, we're calling the police. He's just glassed our friend in the head, slapped the other one, and he's bleeding everywhere. Yeah. Like, you cannot let him go because they're like taking him to the exit. And yeah. she was like, she's like, this is my job. I'm handling it. And I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, you can't let him go. She's like, no, we're not, but you need to like go down. And I was like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to stand here. I just want to make sure this guy doesn't leave. Yeah. Because he's committed a crime. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, anyway, as I'm, I'm waiting there talking to someone else who's come up, he's like, Hey man, I saw the whole thing. Don't worry. Like we we know what we saw what happened. Um, and I was like, cheers, man. Appreciate it. Um, cops should be here soon. Anyway, cop response time. Great. But, Amazing. but anyway, I turned around from talking to this guy, security guard standing alone, not doing anything. The manager is by herself. I'm like, where's the guy gone? And they're like, and she's like, he's, he's, he's gone off like he's he's just walked off and i was like you didn't hold him and they were like uh anyway this time police walk in and they're like where's the guy who got glass i'm like he's inside and he's like and where's the guy who did it and i'm like they just let him go yeah and, and they, they were like, like what they let him go and i was like yes and there's like what does he look like anyway gave him a rough description uh me and one other person sprint out and we managed to spot him uh about a block away hailing a cab anyway yeah. we like call the cops over cops run over they grab him yeah and, oh my um, God, this is me hearing the story for the first time too because I was inside at this point. Yeah. I actually didn't even see everything that happened. I was like picking up a bowling ball or something and then someone was like, Grace, and like shook my shoulder. I turned around and like saw it happening and then I saw Lannan and like one side of his face was just covered in blood. So I was just helping. I was like literally sponging the blood off Lannan's face when actually, all of this was happening. Yeah, actually crazy. Um, but anyway. But they caught him. Oh my God. I remember going inside though. And I was like, I was, trim I've, I've never, I've, I drink a lot of coffee. I was like, literally my hand was just wobbling from yeah. the adrenaline that was going through me at that point. Um, Cause you know, you see your friend get hurt. You see, you, know, oh. you did it almost get away, chasing after someone with the police. Anyway, eventually, they got the guy. I think they took him to the station. Then they came back in and spent the next literally three to four hours taking statements from all of us. Yeah. We literally had to just sit there for like two hours, while it, which as should happen with any serious assault. They wrote down all our details for the people who were more like, um, you know, at the forefront, like for fresh land of the people who actually got assaulted. They took insanely comprehensive statements. Yeah. I reckon they were, it was I probably was really a two impressed. minute incident. They were talking to them for probably two hours each, like crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, that um, Lennon's totally fine. Eventually about two, this all probably happened about quarter past 12, about 2.30 AM was when we were probably leaving and the medics came and kind of checked out Lennon and Nilsa, made sure they were all okay. And then everyone kind of went home for the night. Um, Lannan's totally fine. Il's totally fine. Everyone involved is totally fine. We don't know what happened yet mm. with the other person involved. 
Um, he'll be charged, I think. Yeah. yeah. And apparently we're chatting to the cops. If he has any priors, he'll go to jail. Um, but luckily it was pretty clear cut who the oh, yeah. aggressor and the yeah. aggressors in that scenario were. It was, it was completely unprovoked. It literally, it's one of those stories that you tell though, right? And I almost am like, you almost feel defensive being like, no, no, no. Like literally there was, it wasn't like a two-sided back and no. forth where someone all of a sudden lost it. This guy had crazy in his eyes. Yeah. He was, uh, the. I will actually say he was the single most aggressive person I've ever seen from the moment that like, that that a bowling ball in his lane got yeah. picked up because the other person said it was okay. He looked like he wanted to kill someone yeah. and he told someone he was going to kill them. It was so, bizarre. It was like it was something really was bizarre. clearly wrong. Also, just like side note, imagine being the girl on a date with him that night. Like, what? I felt, I felt really I bad I felt quite for bad for her. Yeah. So I was like, that is nuts. Like, I don't know if this guy's your boyfriend she or like a first date, date, but like she's imagine. Been, she's being like, her friend's like, no, you should go on a Tinder date. Go on a Tinder date. Come on, get back out there, girl. You got this. She's like, after six months, she's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Goes out on a date. First thing that happens, she's like, uninstall Tinder. <laughs> Everyone out here Delete is crazy. the app. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, that was the story of uh, all that. And um, we'll, uh, we'll keep you informed. Yeah. If, let me tell you, ready for a low key weekend oh this weekend. Oh my god! And then, and then, oh god. and then the next night, on a positive note, uh, I took uh, Lockie out for dinner, and we were just sitting down, and we look across from us, and there's Taika Waititi and Idris Elba and a bunch of other like big Hollywood Marvel actors. That is the coolest name, oh, Taika Waititi. Like, say it again, Taika Waititi. But anyway, it was so funny because um, I was like, so for anyone who doesn't know, he directed Thor Ragnarok, um, also Jojo Rabbit. He's he's basically an incredible director. Don't feel bad if you don't know because I actually didn't know either. Yeah, but he's one of those like cult directors that is very much a personality in his own. Anyway, uh, (laughs) we were sitting down at dinner. Lockie got to the bathroom. Lockie comes back and he's like, Elliot, as I was walking out, Taika Waititi went into the bathroom and I was like, and I was like, lucky I suddenly need to pee. Anyway, went, just casually walked into the bathroom, was just like, just peeing, it was standing at a urinal. And then like, uh, he obviously was leaving at that point. And as the door opens, cause I was like, I don't want this to be a weird long drawn out thing. So I was like, I was like, I was like, Hey man, I just wanted to say Jojo Rabbit, incredible movie. Thanks for that. And he was like, he was like, Oh, thank you, bro. And then he just walked out and I was like, I have registered in his existence. I am part of his life. Because they've actually moved all Marvel production to Sydney for the next five years. Isn't that crazy? I'm down for that. I'm Robert Downey Jr. Low key down for that. Watch out because I'll be at a urinal next to you soon. Chris Hemsworth? (laughs) That sounds so weird. (laughs) That Um, does sound very weird. To clarify, yeah, anyway. um, (laughs) Anyway. Uh, All righty. And did we have one last topic? One last topic. I think we're going to talk about David's disposable. Guys, you give us shit for talking about David on every episode, but like, honestly- in terms of like drama that A, I care about, but also drama that also ties into business, which I feel like is kind of where we sit, um, it's pretty bang on. So as we've spoken about in the last couple of weeks, he's dropping his new app, Dispo, which has taken on a lot of funding over the last few months and is rumoured to be worth anywhere between 100 to 200 million, which do is that what you will, valuations are crazy. But basically he has released a early version of the app, Um, And it's receiving 
quite negative reviews online. It's really interesting actually to look at this because Jack, our editor and producer, linked me this and was like, this is what you should talk about on watch time, like Dispo receiving bad reviews. And so I Googled Dispo on the news app on Google and it's insane the kind of PR that they're doing for this app. The New York Times, like TechCrunch, Vogue, like every top publication is covering Dispo and giving it overwhelmingly positive. They're saying, is this the new Instagram? Is this like the anti-Instagram? Is this like the new social media of the future? It's, it's like very ambitious and very positive. And almost to a point where uh, I'm not sure, it seems a little too optimistic for me in a realistic world of what it takes to make a social media app, but but then the actual reviews on the app itself are not very positive. But I think to put that more down to media is like hype is what makes successful media. Like if you put out an article being like another generic photo app has been released, Who's going to click that? If you put an article saying the next Instagram has a, is this the next Instagram? The next Instagram has arrived. That is going to get clicks. Yeah. So um, personally, I was like, oh, I really want to try out the app before this episode. Same. Give it a go. Like see if I like it Downloaded or not. Downloaded it. Literally does not work. No. I tried to log in with my phone number seven times. It didn't do anything. Sent me the code that I needed to verify my phone number. 15 minutes later, I entered the code and then it was like something went wrong. So I was like, okay, tried logging in with Apple. That flat didn't yeah. work. Um, so long story short, I, I not also, a great first impression. Yeah. I also tried to download it. Um, I was able to log in, <laughs> I think because I'd had the previous version of the app when it was called disposable. Um, it did allow me to log in, but I'm, it, it's not working for me in my ability to see anyone else's roles or actually be able to get any notifications or even actually to be able to post photos or pick whether I want them to be public or private. So It's tough because when Jack posted this and was like, oh, it's receiving negative reviews, which from the user perspective it is, and a lot of people saying it's quite buggy, I was like, I want to be able to validate this myself and have my own perspective. I feel like I can't even give an accurate perspective because the app isn't even working for me. No, but in terms of uh, when you were going to like ride a wave of someone's popularity to launch a new app, now is not the best time with David because he's got a few... Skeletons coming out. He really does. Where is this all coming from? And I feel like it's all coming at once. I think it's just all coming out of ex-Vlog Squad members. I think, um, look, I I mean, I I think at the end of the day, personally, he has enough goodwill and he does enough genuinely good stuff as well that I think his best move would just be to come out and be like, because not to underplay what he did as being not bad, not serious, because I, I do think tricking someone into making out with someone that they don't think they are is is bad. Um, Which and is I know, what he's been accused of. Yeah, yeah and, and people, people have, well, I mean, there's a little video of it. Right. People, have, people have put out videos being like, oh, but the guy consented to the second one and then another one sort of consented in a weird way. Doesn't change the fact that it didn't for the first one. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that it's also something that you could very much happened a while ago and putting out a statement like hey yep that was probably not the right way to go about that i kind of got caught up making content and got lost in what i was doing without thinking about the impact on other people it's literally what we talked about with logan paul and the forest yeah where it's just kind of like you just you lose it's it it doesn't mean that you're a bad person it just means that it's so easy for just content 
and views to just become the only Blinding. thing that your brain measures anything by mm -hmm. and you actually remove the human element and it's kind of whatever it, like it everything takes. yourself included is an actor in your little kind of movie yeah and you don't actually you know you stop seeing it as like a personal element um so I, I don't think it necessarily means he's a bad person but i do think that he should probably just put out a statement and be like yep yeah Learn, grew from that because, because I, do, I do think the negative reviews on Dispo to bring it back are probably uh, 50% because I literally can't log into the app. And when we tried doing something with your version before, we literally couldn't get it to work. Um, but also, uh, there's a lot of just negativity around anything David does at the moment. Mm -hmm. And obviously, huge amount of support as well from the people, you know, everyone that big has got fans yeah. who will never die. Yeah. But um, interesting time. Interesting time. All right, guys. Well, I think that about wraps us up for this week's episode of Watch Time. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a comment if you're watching on YouTube. And we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.